Hello. 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 Welcome to the Hawking Machine. The Hawking Machine. Hello and welcome to the Talking Machine. It's a show that will play anything from anywhere, of any era, of any style, just as long as it's on theme or topic, whichever you prefer. Slide. 
into London Paddington Station. A disembodied voice announces the name of the station to the passengers on board. This is London Paddington. This is our final stop. The lights of the doors blink and the voice sounds again. Please mind the gap between the train and the platform. An ocean of people pour out of the carriages. They step over the gap with little thought but practised instinct. There is a phantasmagoric characteristic to this everyday sight. London's innumerable ghosts peek out of the minded gap and are stepped over with little thought and practised instinct. Most metropolises are overrun by ghosts. From New York to London, Mumbai to Shanghai, a simple Google search shows up an encyclopedia's worth of results about urban legends based on things that go bump in the dark. Yet, when I speak of ghosts, I don't mean the horror story variety.
Our lives and cities are shaped by invisible hands, bodiless voices and an eerie automation of infrastructure. And as the French Jesuit philosopher Michel de Citeau wrote, Cities are in a constant state of decay and transformation, demolition and rebuilding. And it is this repeated change that make the city's fertile grounds for hauntings. He wrote that haunted places are the only places where people can live, as the human psyche is too entwined with memory and familiarity to let go of the things past. The mind, he says, comes up with creative forms of resistance to cope with the pressures of modern life, and ghosts are one of them. And German sociologist Max Weber made a convincing case that in times of enlightenment and industrialization, modernity would lead to the disenchantment of society. People, he argued, would reside in the iron cage of reason and stop believing in things that weren't rational, such as religion, magic and ghosts, and that technology would eventually burn away all of our hauntings. Arguably... Cities are sites of modernity, and urban lives have a cage bureaucracy and routine to them, imposed by the machinery of the capitalist employment. Yet city people see, and often seek, ghosts. And some would say, there's no harm in that. on my arm and the sweat upon my back and now the trains are rolling they roll to every shore you tell me that my job is through there ain't no work no more though i lay down your highways all across the land with the ringing of the steel and the power of my hand and now the roads are there like ribbons in the sky you tell me that my job is through, but still I wonder why. For the wages were low and the hours were long and the labor was all I could bear. Now you've got new machines for to take my place and you tell me it's not mine to share. So I lay down your factories and lay down your fields with my feet on the ground and my back to your wheels. And now the smoke is rising, the steel is all aglow I'm walking down a jobless road and where am I to go? For the wages were low and the hours were long And the labor was all I could bear Now you've got new machines for to take my place And you tell me it's not mine to share Though I lay down your factories and lay down your fields with my feet on the ground and my back to your wheel. And now the smoke is rising, the steel is all aglow. I'm walking down a jobless road and where am I to go? Tell me where am I to go? The automation of cities has the effect of alienating people from a state of personhood. 
It's as if there's a tacit shadow self that urban life produces. And to better understand how this happens, consider again those Mind the Gap announcements. The announcements were first introduced on the London Underground in 1968, and the brusque caution has since become a bit of a stock phrase. Until 2012, when many stations had used the 40-year-old voice recordings and felt that it was time that their announcers were retired. After four decades, a number of the original voice artists behind the announcements had passed away. In 2012, the railway announcement system was largely digitised and the voices of long-gone announcers were banished from the platforms. This is typical of the way labour networks evolve. As new forms of automation become common, some labour is created, but other is made redundant. Cities are in flux, and that is the heart of the city dweller's alienation. Of course, change in cities is routine, and the exorcism of London's railway went largely unnoticed, except if you travel 14 minutes southeast from Paddington and pull into Embankment Station, where the Mind the Gap announcement is distinct from those anywhere else on the network. Perhaps because it is still the voice of a ghost. Following the digitisation of the announcement system, a visibly distressed woman approached staff at the station to ask them where the announcement voice had gone. And the BBC would later report her panicked query stated, that was the voice of my husband. And Embankment Radio Station reinstated the message. Well, I'm sure there's someone watching over me at night while I'm sleeping. Cause no harm ever seems to come to me At night while I'm sleeping They never let me wake to see Who could be standing and guiding me And when the morning comes They never seem to stick around I see demons and spies with cyclops eyes at night while I'm sleeping And girls with claws and bloodstained floors at night while I'm sleeping I see bullets of steel and they clip my heels at night while I'm sleeping And all the blades they spin and slit my skin At night while I'm sleeping I must have had a hundred fights And changed dark into light But when I awoke all this violence and pain was alright
If I look at the house that I grew up in on Google Street View, I may enjoy a sigh and a brief moment of childhood recollection. Now with Street View, you can select different years on its time machine feature. And if I go back eight years, the image is pretty much the same, except a car appears in the driveway. A blue Datsun, my father's car. Google Maps Street View is unknowingly immortalising lost loved ones. It's no secret that Google Street View cameras inadvertently capture people in their photos. Most of the time they're snapped in commercial or business sectors of cities, crossing the street, waiting at a bus stop or taking a smoke break from work. In residential areas, Google's cars often capture seniors, especially elderly men, tending to their daily chores or spending time in their gardens. Redditors have claimed that they've found photos of their grandfathers raking leaves, retrieving the post and taking the bins out. But it's not just that. Long lost dogs, vehicles or even buildings that are no longer there. The American author David Foster Wallace wrote that every love story is in fact a ghost story. But not all ghost stories are love stories. Rather they are tales of the definitely gone but not quite forgotten. can't run, but I can walk much faster than this can't run, but I can't run, but I can walk much faster than this can't run, but a cooling system burns out in the Ukraine, trees and umbrellas protect us from the new rain, armies of engineers to analyze the soil. The food we contemplate, the water that we boil. I can't run, but I can walk much faster than this can't run. But I can't run, but I can walk much faster than this cannot run. But I had a dream about us 
After that long good night I felt a pain in my shoulder blade It was like a pencil point, a love bite A couple was rubbing against us Rubbing and doing that new dance The man was wearing a jacket and jeans The woman was laughing in advance I can't run but I can walk much faster than this Can't run but I can't run but I can walk much faster than this Cannot run but Legend is a winding river Winds around the heart Tighter and tighter Till the muddy waters part Down by the riverbank A DJ arrives The sub-bass feels like an earthquake The top end cuts like knives Oh I can't run, but I can walk much faster than this can't run, but I can't run, but I can walk much faster than this can't run, but Rapid urbanisation brings about abandonment of buildings and infrastructure the world over. And there's, there's something both eerie and striking about abandoned places, whether it, it's a train cemetery in Bolivia or an Art Deco subway station underneath New York City or a village covered in sand dunes on the coast of Namibia. Each location is it's, it's a snapshot of history frozen in time military bases and installations built to last uh, only a few years or to support a thousand year reich have been left abandoned across the globe some have found new designations while others are left as if monuments to help us remember things that are tempting to forget Submarine bases, early radar structures, plane landing strips, RAF bases, flak towers, fortifications and sea forts built in the Thames or Mersey estuaries to become homes of micronations and pirate DJs. Fall down on your knees, hear the whisper through the trees. No one's come to save you But fade the little lies The sentimental cries Behold what nature gave you All you see Every love and every dream Temporary As the morning too will turn to steam Battered by the years We'll quit this veil of tears And leave the world to turn A voice of midnight comes And 
spoken on its tongue, man's infinite concern. All you see, every joy and every stain. Temporary as the blooming of the rose in spring. Live well and learn to die. Soon in the dust you lie with everything you know. Cruel death will not spare the wise, the young, or fair. Let us drain this cup of woe. All you see, everything and every friend, temporary. Love that would never end. Every love, every dream, and every joy, and every sting, temporary. Love by your mother would sing. A rapid urbanisation took place in Japan following the restoration in the late 1800s. The contact with Western technologies led to the first railway line being officially opened in 1872. With the establishment of modern transport, Japan's shape-shifting tanuki discovered new tricks in the country's imagination. Even though the tanuki is a real mammal, Japanese folklore often depicts the raccoon dog as a shape-shifting trickster spirit. In traditional tales, the spirit would take the shape of monks and children or malfunctioning household utensils such as teapots to make a fool out of an innocent passerby. Following the creation of a modern transport system, a new tanuki law became commonplace in urban Japan. packed train traverses a narrow tunnel in the small hours of the night and as it powers along the driver hears the telltale sound of another locomotive chugging towards them from the opposite direction. He pulls the train to a screeching halt and hopes that the other train will too and the terrified passengers fear an impending crash. But the other train never arrives. The driver is confused, but eventually decides to carry on the journey. This happens again the next night, and the next, and the next again. The train stops to avoid the collision. The other engine never appears. Frustrated, one night the driver does not stop the train. He just juts forward and the passengers brace for a collision that never comes. However, the following morning, The crushed body of a tanuki dog is found on the tracks. The folklorist Michael Dillon Foster 
states that the Tanuki tale is allegorical. It's representative of the loss of a traditional communal way of life in the face of industrialization. The spirit tries to take the shape of the modern in order to impede it, but is crushed under the inevitability as modern life intrudes. Yet the prevalence of the paranormal tale indicates the stubbornness that city folks show in holding on to their ghosts. This peculiar space that ghosts occupy is both literal and figurative indicates their function as boundary objects.
In the work of the American sociologist Susan Lee Starr, boundary objects are terms of communication that are flexible enough to be adaptable across multiple viewpoints, but yet maintain a continuity of identity. Boundary, in this usage, does not mean edge or periphery, but rather a shared space where exactly that sense of here and there is confounded. Thus, even semiotically, ghosts transgress clearly defined boundaries. They can be literal and metaphoric, modern and non-modern simultaneously. Ghost stations can be simply abandoned spaces or spaces we imagine as occupied by paranormal entities, or both. The phenomenon of such urban hauntings is not limited to trains and railroads. Though few tangible infrastructures enshrine industrialization, urbanization, and transition as profoundly as the locomotive.
In that vein, the fear associated with the abandoned but not empty transcends the decision between fact and metaphor. This contradiction is made curious by the fact that contemporary cities are choked for space. Approaches to urban planning do not leave room for emptiness. Spaces that fall into disuse for one purpose are quickly repurposed, though only with permission. Ghosts are anywhere, everywhere and nowhere, but the most sinister is lurking behind the most impenetrable of veils. An apparition so ominous and forbidden that even King Hamlet may keep his business to himself. Gun. 
sinister spectre of modern life is the concept that secret forces are controlling every aspect of our lives. George Orwell's classic novel 1984 depicts a dystopian society where a totalitarian regime uses extensive surveillance systems to assert indoctrinating control over all aspects of society. And there's many a truth told in popular fiction. But corporatocracy is possibly closer to the truth. Imagine a shadowy economic and political system controlled by corporations, in which corporate interests, instead of the will of the citizens, determine what governments do. Business corporations today exercise political power both internally towards their employees and externally towards the state, consumers and other actors. A spooky world placed behind dark veils. And concepts of rule of law and human rights, democratic mechanisms of decision-making and requirements of social justice are low on their secret agendas.
all like to think that we have free will and make our own decisions in life, but I suppose in truth we are programmed by a set of ghosts from an early age that set rules of behaviour dictated to us by society. Models have to be thin. Pink for a girl, blue for a boy, nurses are female. Money buys you happiness and we have to have our protein from meat. Language instantly jolts our unconscious mind. All around are trigger words like snowflake or immigration. And you can't mention conditioning of any kind, social or otherwise, without talking about religion, age, financial status. And we're all conditioned to look our best and say the right things, or at least to appear to be loving life. However, in reality, there are more men committing suicide, teenagers are being bullied to death, and children as young as six are worried that they're too fat. There is no true standard for normal behaviour, just ones that are socially acceptable. And at the end of the day, all you should do is just what makes you happy. But as the Daventry-based hardcore anarcho-punk band Antisect would have said on their album In Darkness There Is No Choice, Normal? What's normal? A lion, a con, an overpopulated prison where no one belongs. But I don't want to play that one. Here's Bruce Coburn instead.
Obviously, there are many truths for different people. Personally speaking, I think my biggest ghost is the one that's inside me, the murdered or suppressed side of myself that's been beaten down by life, hopes and dreams, aspiration, unreleased ideas, redundant skills that I'd love to have use for. There's no bigger ghost that I know than the ghost in me.